Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com with me, your host Martin. I hope you guys are all really well. I hope you're doing well in your trading. <sighs> Tough one today. Tough one today. Because it has been a tough couple of months for me on the football. And I've seen a few other people who I think are having similar issues. And that kind of made me think, hang on. I think we need to do a podcast on this. I'm actually going to do a video on it as well because um, it's just such an important problem. I really want to get to everyone who's struggling with this. Because for me, the football and a lot of the strategies I've been doing has taken a downturn. Um, and I mean, I've got the set and forget strategies that we run and that I email out every day here. And I'm just having a quick look and, you know, Tom has strategies down about eight points December, January so far. Martin's over 1.5 goals strategy. That's down about three points at the moment. And let's have a look at some of the others. ELO layaway team, that's down a couple of points. Um, well, that has actually made money. Over 3.5 goals. Over 1 point, un, uh, sorry, under 3.5 goals is down uh, to 106. And it was, what was it? Higher than that before, that's for sure. One, two. So not hugely like killer things on a lot of these strategies. The worst one actually has been Dan's lay the draw, which was at 6-2-2. It's now at 3-8-1. So that has had a big hit over the past couple of months. Um, just having a look here. I mean, it did make 60 points, 6 points in December, but it's taken a real hit since the football has returned. And I think that's the key message since the football has returned. Now, a lot of people ask me before the World Cup, how is the mid this mid-season World Cup going to affect trading? How is this going to affect the flow of our strategies that we've been trading, that you know we're accustomed to trading at certain points of the year and that you know games that essentially are on the same schedule every year. You know, the Premier League is played out pretty much the same weekends every single year. The same with every other league in the world. And suddenly, a World Cup comes in the middle of this and disrupts nearly every major league in the world to a massive extent. To a massive extent. And I didn't know. The answer was I didn't really know. Um, one of the things I thought was, well... You know, these are professional footballers and they're going to want to go out there and try and win. They're going to want to go out there and do the same things. And I do believe that's how professionals feel most of the time. But the problem is, I think that physically and mentally, it's hard to be in the same place when you've had this big international break in the middle of the season. I'm not a big fan of international breaks anyway. I don't tend to trade during them. I don't tend to trade the weekend after them. And I feel like having a World Cup was such a big thing at this time of year that suddenly you're coming back into it. And I mean, cause, so let, let's take a normal World Cup because this is a good comparison, right? A normal World Cup happens in June and July, right? It's finished by mid July normally. So players have got about a month before the start of the Premier League season. Now, we wait 10 games, or I wait 10 games of a season before I start to trade a league. So you're adding on maybe another two months. They do play a couple of midweek games. So maybe another 
two months to that. Since the World Cup, the players then have three months. Okay, so the players have three months. And then they kind of, we feel like they're hitting their strides enough that this is going to be a league that can be consistently traded. And, you know, the World Cup happened, you know, it started, well, it started, what was it, in like mid-November or something? I can't remember the exact date. Um, but yeah, the World Cup started maybe, you know, two months ago now, slightly less and obviously it only finished just over a month ago, or around about a month ago. I can't exactly remember. Again, I'm not sure the exact date of the World Cup final. I know it's near Christmas sometime. But the point is this. I shouldn't actually be surprised. We shouldn't actually be surprised that the results are going to take a downturn. Most of my strategies look for goals. Um, you know, And most of them need teams to score goals. And, you know, you've had a World Cup. Players seem, you know, they're going to have an effect. And also, another thing, that because I started these testing these strategies. Well, three of them I started testing in February. And the other three between April and July. So we are actually coming up to nearly a year on a couple of these strategies. But none of them have been tested in December and January. So it, it could be the World Cup effect. And I think that's definitely had an effect. And I think at this point it's, it's undeniable. But could it also be the weather? Could it also be that December and January aren't great months for trading goals? You know, and that kind of makes sense, right? February, March, April, May, there's a lot on the line. Teams are going for it a bit more. And then you've got the summer leagues where we know they like to score goals. And then once you start trading the winter leagues again, they're hitting their straps in October, November. December, January, suddenly it gets cold, Right, really cold. I mean, you know, in October, November in the UK, it wasn't particularly cold, was it? I mean, I don't know how well you remember it, but it wasn't particularly cold. It was actually quite mild. I think it's one of the hottest ones we've had. But December, January has been cold. There's been quite a lot of snow actually up here in the northwest. And what's what's amazing to me is that this probably does have an impact on goals. Now. It'll be good when we get, say, the back testing, we get some data from Betfair, and I can go back and look at these strategies for the past two years and go, well, what happened in December and January the year before? Was this a trend because of weather, or was this a trend because of the World Cup? Or the third option, of course, are these bad strategies? Well, the thing is, the evidence I've got in front of me says they're not bad strategies. Um, you know, most of them looking at you know, I mean, the ones that we've got 11 months of testing, you know, we're looking at eight plus months profitable out of the 11 on most of them. Some of them even higher than that. Um, you know, Tom adds under 1.5 goals was 10 out of 11. And what's interesting to me is that it just seems clear that there's there's something about this time of year at this moment. Now, the question I have for you is, is this something you've struggled with? Right? Is this something you've struggled with that you've gone, do you know what, December and January have been a nightmare, or even just January? Because I think January's kind of been the hardest hit because that's when the leagues have come back. Is there an element you should wait a few games before trading a league again? I mean, you probably don't need to wait 10 because they're not quite in pre season mode, maybe four or five games before leagues start behaving normally again. I don't know, it's difficult, isn't it? 
and, I, and I'm hoping that February actually, you know, things settle. And I think they will. I think as teams get back to normal again, things will get back to normal. Well, why I'm doing this podcast really is not to just lament the couple of bad months I've had, in particularly January. I mean, December wasn't actually too bad, but January uh, has been a bad month so far. Obviously, you know, it could pick up a bit towards the end of the month, but it's unlikely to not be a loss on the month. I mean, especially when you look at just Dan's LTD alone, is down, you know, what, 25 points, something like that. So my question to you guys is, you know, how are you feeling? Because I think it's important to try and separate this period from normal football training. And if you don't, you know, and I feel for people who might have started training in December and January this year and last year and gone, whoa, this is difficult. You know, things aren't going how I expected. Because I feel like if that's the case, you've just hit. If unfortunately, you've just started training at the wrong time for football because of this bizarre one-off event where we've had a World Cup in the middle of a season. And like I said, I expect it to settle down in February and we're not far off. And actually, this will probably go out in February. But it's an important point because a lot of you guys will have gone through this. And I think one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to look at January and December results and go, well, that is what's going to define the strategy. You know, I'm not going to go, well, if those two months didn't do well, I'm getting rid of the strategy. And I think that's really important. Because what you might find is that from February onwards, your strategy starts doing well. One that wasn't doing well. You know, and look at the members filters. They've been tested. The set and forgets have been tested for quite a few months now. Um, and we're coming up to a year on some of them. So it'd be really good to kind of do a deep dive and analyse them. And then obviously when we get the back testing, we can go back and look a bit further back in history and see where the trends are there. But what I would say is it's quite clear to me. I mean, even the the trading strategies that we send out, I don't think have been doing particularly well um, in January. I need to have a look at the stats on those more. Um, But they are the ones that have been tried and tested for years. So they've done well for years. So I know that, wow, that's that's got to be... Well, I mean, I can't be 100% sure, but I'm pretty confident it's the World Cup that's done this. So it'll be interesting when, you know, we carry on with the testing of these things. How's it going to get on in February? It kind of brings me to another point about trading where I kind of think if you're tracking data and you're serious about trading, it's good to have a whole year of data. It's good to see the month to month because there's no doubt that, you know, we know, I mean, I did a, I did a, kind of I think I did a video on this or maybe a podcast on this last year where we know that in April more goals are scored in the main European leagues there's been studies done and the goal rates do go up why is that because teams play with a little bit more freedom if they've not got anything to play for and also because teams are really going for it they want to score it matters you know these parts of the season matter um a lot of you guys will know I'm big on my NFL the NFL is in kind of essentially the quarterfinal stage this weekend and I'm recording this and it'll be finished probably by the time this podcast goes out. So I really enjoy this time of year because this is when the football really, really starts to matter. 
the first part of the season is great. It's fun to see how things go, you know, especially if you're supporting a team that's doing well. But the business end will come February, March, April, May, because that will be the second half of the season where things are truly decided. You know, you'll see things now where you go, well, I think this is going to happen. And then, you know, the script totally flips in a different direction because of the fact that there's a lot more football to be played and it suddenly becomes more meaningful. The Champions League, you know, the early parts of the Champions League, they're all right, but this is the time to see where I really get excited about Champions League football. I love the Champions League um, at this time of year because it really kicks in, doesn't it? Last 16, quarterfinals, we get to the knockouts. Um, and it's the same in, in the major leagues, you know, the, the relegations, promotions... Norwich need to really kick on now or they're not going to do anything. It's kind of now or never time, isn't it, for some teams. Um, Everton at the moment really struggling in the Premier League. It's, again, now or never, they've got to go and pull some results out. So, yeah, I think getting a year's worth of data is a really, really good thing to do on the strategy, especially if you like the strategy. I get that if you don't, you might be like, oh, I can't be bothered tracking it for a year and that you know you do you guys right at the end of the day but i'm just saying what i think works well because imagine if you started so let's look at let's just take tom as under 1.5 gold strategy here roi about eight percent which is really good 500 points profit 500 pounds profit to 10 pounds stakes which is really good and essentially you could look at it the last two months and go if you started in december you might be seven points down 70 quid down and you'd be going oh i'm probably gonna scrap this strategy that's the problem right the problem is a lot of people end up scrapping things because they've just got on it at the wrong time and i think december and like say january particularly i wouldn't be making any rash decisions about anything now with dan's lay the draw um i've had six months of data i've only had one losing month but this month has been a really bad month so it's got enough credit in the bank that I'm not just going to scrap it or anything. But I do want to see more from it. And I do want to do a deep dive analysis on leagues and things like that. Um, but I'll probably wait till I've got a year's data before I truly do that. And then again, hopefully by that point we'll have the back testing and I can go back another couple of years and go, okay, so this is what happened. This is why. And that would be absolutely brilliant. You know, imagine that. Being able to go, well, okay, so this league's... Are... Because what you'll find is that you will want to analyse a couple of things. And the, and the two key things for me are odds, the odds range you should be trading at, and actually whether the league works. Because some leagues just don't work for strategies. And, you know, some leagues just aren't good for goals. And some of them work because you're getting good odds. They might not even be good for gold leagues, but you're getting big odds, so they still work. All that stuff's worked out when you track it, you look at it, and then after a year, you've got a good sample size there. Hopefully at least a few hundred games, if not closing in on a thousand. Um, yeah, I'm someone that sometimes probably removes leagues a little bit too early. Sometimes I'll look after three months, and if there's a lot of results for a certain league and it's not doing well, I'll, I'll quite happily get rid of it. I think that's more to do with time. 
you know, I don't have time to go and because I'm running so many different strategies all the time and testing different things for people. Um, then there's, you know, there's no point in me trying to kind of wait for anything and just end up with having to track the odds of 300 games on a Saturday. It's just not realistic, is it? But the reality is that doing this with the data is brilliant. And the thing is, with the back testing, when that comes out, you know, in theory, yeah, you'll want to still do a little bit of forward testing, a bit like with the horse racing, we still do the forward testing. But look at how well the horse racing strategies have done. And look at how consistent the kind of snake graphs on those is because of the fact that it can be back-tested. So that will be the big difference with the football. I, for one, cannot wait for that. Um, but yeah, I just want to share that with you guys because I, I can imagine a lot of you are probably having similar struggles to me this month. And it's very easy for me as a you know someone who's been in this industry for so many years to sit here and talk about that. But I think for someone who's newer to trading, it's difficult because you know you don't want to get your head around a losing month or you don't really want to think about a bad month. They will happen. They will occasionally happen. That's the nature of variance. Um, one of the things I work really hard on with, with members is to kind of eradicate variance as much as possible. And that's why, you know, essentially we've been able to have, what was it, like nine, ten months profit in a row on the members' trading strategies. Um, so there's a lot of credit in the bank there. But like I say, if you're someone who only joined in in December or January, then you won't have seen the benefit of that yet. Um, but I'll say hang in there. You know, do your own research. That's another big thing I say to people because it's important. If you see a selection, even if it's one we've sent out, check it out yourself. You know, see if it's if it's the right thing for you. See if it's something you want to trade. Don't just trade because, oh, well, you know, he's a good trader and that's what he's advised trading. Go and look at this stuff yourself. It's important to learn, but also it will help you in the end create your own strategies. And this is where a lot of people get their true gold from Betfair Trading Community. They create their own strategies and do really well because they start to learn all about how to create strategies, how to think about strategies, how to think about trading, the pitfalls to avoid, all that kind of stuff that getting your hands dirty, you know, getting your hand, having a hands-on approach really, really helps you to become a good trader. And Again, the reality is that even with the bad months, you know, you end up with plenty of credit in the bank if you've got a good strategy. And that's kind of how variance and kind of a luck factor work, that skill will always override luck in the long run. You just have to be prepared to take it into the long run. And, you know, one thing that always disheartens me, and I always say this, is the trader who starts trading and then, you know, gives up after a month or two because they just started at the wrong time. And instead of riding it out and looking at the long term, look at stocks and shares. Yeah, because even if you don't want to listen to me on it, because you're like, well, you work in Betfair trading, and of course you're going to say that. But just think about for a second, what do people always say about stocks and shares, which is essentially the same thing. You're trading in a market and they always say you have to ride it out in the long run. Right. So I think too many Betfair traders do not do that. And that is a that is probably the biggest mistake. I see traders making, um, you know, and fortunately, a lot of people do end up coming back, which I love. I love the fact we have so many returning members because I think it shows the power of what we do, but also the power of the community we have. Um, 
But, you know, why not cut out that kind of in-between time and just go, I'm going to stick, I'm going to plug in, I'm going to give it a year and I'm going to see it. And the people who do that have done well. All right, guys, hope you have a great week. And most importantly, hope you make some money trading on Betfair.